This makes me not want to <laughs> click the article because I just see a bunch of text. I mean, I know, I know intellectually that if I click an article, it's filled with text, but seeing that link <laughs> and then all the text below is just like, really, this is what I'm getting myself into? Fuck this. It's all small and hard to read. The weed has made him illiterate. No, that was my Florida education. No, yeah, I, was gonna say. <laughs> right. I, I was both in a class for two years for uh, people who spoke English as a second language. Um, I spoke English as a primary language. Just nobody noticed. They were just like, this kid's dumb, right? So they just put me in there, <laughs> did nothing, did worksheets like, the boy gets on the boat. The boat <laughs> is the same color as the ocean. What color is the ocean? Blue sandwich puzzle. <laughs> that was the 10th grade in Florida. You know what happened after the 12th grade? They let me skip all of the English classes in college because they said I was overqualified. Also true. It allowed me to graduate early. That is the education system in Florida. It's really good. So don't, don't, I know this is a thing you do, Liv. You like to go after marijuana and you're a real enemy on this. But, you know, I don't think it's fair. I don't think it's in good faith. Trying to make sure the poison doesn't spread to other countries. That's how I feel about the polls, but again, some things are better left unsaid. All right, everyone. Welcome to Dumb and Awful. This is Brett at Relentless Board. This is Rob at Dumb and Awful. This is John at Kelly underscore TFF. Wow, it's like a John Delaney speech in here. <laughs> <laughs> the riff that was promised! <laughs> John took a few weeks off to play in it. <laughs> I know you guys can't see it, but before me stands a being bathed in pure light. I think it's John, though he has a name I recognize but cannot speak. <laughs> Good for you, John. Good for you. Oh, thank you. Uh, and with us this week, we have Liv at Livy Fannin. Hello. Welcome. Thank you. Uh, you have a wonderful podcast as well. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, everyone check that out. It's uh, at Livy Fannin is the name of the podcast as well yeah i'm just i'm too lazy to come up with a, a podcast title <laughs> so it's just my name <laughs> i think it took us to like episode four or five to come up with a name and okay. it's just one of those episodes is us going through our whole rejected list <laughs> <laughs> i'm gonna gonna choose from your list and gonna name it like i'm gonna name it like stupid dumb idiot and it's gonna be about like Foucault <laughs> and stuff <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, I, I appreciate that it's very smart, but you also keep it bite-sized. Like, it's about, like, 30-ish, 40 minutes so that I don't, uh, my dumb brain can actually absorb some of the content. And yeah. I can learn fun words like aphrodisia and telos. <laughs> I'm glad, I'm glad those stuck. Uh, those, well, aphrodisia, I was just like, oh, okay, so the like, Greeks fuck. think it's bad to be really into sex. Like, fuck you guys. Exactly. <laughs> that's the, that's the, the, the theme of the second episode, is how sex is cool, actually. Yeah, so it's a two-parter on Epstein that you're working on. Uh, citation needed. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Epstein I died see. in the middle of yes. my two-parter. 
which really fucked me over. So we're recording this on Saturday for everyone. And uh, that's that's how the morning started with us being like, uh, I guess we're talking about Epstein getting murdered, huh? <laughs> <laughs> so what was, the, what was the best riff you've seen so far? Oh, somebody saying uh, somebody let Epstein get video games. <laughs> <laughs> that's good. I saw a photo, you know, like the, the photo of um, everyone hearing the news about Bin Laden. They're all like looking concerned that like he's dead. But it's like, instead, it's for finding out Epstein. <laughs> oh, it's like that scene from the newsroom where, like, the, the pilot walks back or whatever. Uh, and it's like, sir, you but know. It's like, yeah. <laughs> we got him. Those are, yeah, those were the best riffs I've seen so far. And then everything else is devolving into people being like, it's a conspiracy theory to claim he was murdered versus people correctly mm. rationalizing what's going on. I feel like I've taken the red pill at this point that I'm just like, yeah, probably. Sure, why not? I've stopped using like evidence in terms of Epstein. Like it's just it's too Another insane. Another baller move. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Who needs like facts or reason? Like there's a there's a global cabal of pedophiles. Like believe what you want. That is believe. factual though. Yeah, that's <laughs> that's true. That is factual. Yeah. If the baseline facts are are that there's a global cabal of pedophiles. The pedophile originally got off uh, when he was first charged. The guy who got him off joined the current administration. The pedophile has been verifiably connected to multiple presidents, prime ministers, uh, royalty, and most of the rich and powerful people in this country. And then he turned up dead a day after a bunch of unsealed documents were published. Like, I mean, is it really conspiracy theory to be like, ah, kind of makes sense if they killed him, huh? Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> It feels like I mean, the least ridiculous thing in the string of events with this. Yeah, I, I got a, I got when, a more uh, plausible theory is if you were a rich guy used to everyone being super cool to you, and now you're the most famous pedophile in the world, you'd probably kill yourself in a Manhattan prison cell, huh? Versus, yeah. well, okay, so then then you still have the gross incompetence of he mm -hmm. was under, he was supposed to be under surveillance because he was on suicide watch. Oh, you're telling yeah, me the Department of he Corrections here in New York City <laughs> might not have given first-rate care at their uh, prisons. Well, but here's the but here's the thing with that is they had the other case recently where they where there was like some like uh, teenage girl who did that, so they kept her stripped naked in a cell under 24-hour surveillance. Mm -hmm. Like this is the biggest trial of like the decade. Why is Epstein not under 24-hour surveillance? And then also, I remember reading something about how like he actually wasn't on suicide watch when he died. He was taken off of it temporarily. Come come on. Yeah, it's like it's so like blatant. Like even if he wasn't murdered, it was like, you, let's take him off suicide watch. You know, maybe you know, sneak a rope under the cell. What whatever happens, <laughs> you know, like we we didn't kill him. We just told him he should. We just strongly suggested he should kill himself. We <laughs> left him a rope, a gun, and a bunch of pain medication, <laughs> and then we left him alone. And like, who knew? Who knows what happens at that point? Yeah. The the idea that like. It's a conspiracy theory, and conspiracy theories are the realm of crazy people. And it's like, well, the what is considered a conspiracy theory has been stretched so fucking thin over the last few decades that, and so many things are verifiably true that, like, it seems ridiculous to me that in the modern era you wouldn't have at least one or two that you're like, yeah, no, that probably is the case. Because I mean, like, all the Ferguson activists are turning up dead mm -hmm. magically, right? In like burning cars. Exactly. Right. Like it's it's anything that's like seems to be inconvenient for the wealthy. We're like, oh, it's just conspiracy theory if you believe they had any hand whatsoever in it. And mm -hmm. it's like, yeah, no, I'm good. There's actual conspiracy theories like QAnon. I mean, even alien stuff at this point is yeah. like we're getting close to like verifiable alien contact or, or observation at this point. It's like it's it's hard to it's hard to judge anyone outside of like the true insane 
conspiracy type uh, QAnon people. Because I mean, that's more like a cult at this point. The president yeah. retweeted a tweet that said, "Died of suicide on suicide watch." Yeah, right. How does that happen? Epstein had info <laughs> on Clinton, and now he's dead. I see. Oh my god! I see Trump body that's... count trending, but we know who did this. Retweet if you're not surprised. Hashtag Clinton body count. Hashtag Clinton oh crime god. family. The president of the United oh States god. retweeted that apparently. <laughs> that's so cool. <laughs> I mean, like, um, initially the, the like Reagan taking coke from Latin America and putting in black communities, that was initially like a quote unquote conspiracy theory that like a journalist broke and people were like, oh, you know, yeah, right, buddy. And then, you know, later it was obviously verified as true. So like, right. Conspiracy stuff, right, like yeah. it, it bleeds into reality. But then like, uh, I'm actually kind of fond of the. The, the theory that like Pizzagate and that was actually a psyop because it's just like it makes the idea that um, like a global pedophilia ring exist uh, sound insane like those those types of conspiracy theories like I know and I don't have any source for this but that um, a lot of the, the, the alien conspiracy stuff in like the 60s and 70s was actually planted by the FBI to distract people from ac the, all, all the actual awful shit that the government was doing i mean that is when the fbi was most active doing insane shit so yeah, i yeah. buy that so like anything you tell me about the fbi in the 60s i'll be like yeah probably yeah i'm sure yeah is it is there something about like fucking kids that the powerful like this is like a pattern that comes <laughs> up like it's not it's not even like one it's not even the same group of powerful people it comes up as like different ones yeah i, well, I that mean, one i don't know it's that one's it, disconcerting and is it just a generational thing? Is that is that the the entire generation of like fifty to ninety year old men? Because a bunch of those are dead now. But that entire generation is all fucking insane. Is it is something about like is it a combination of toxic masculinity with lead poisoning has just driven them to be like the most horrific human beings alive? Like I have no idea, but it's uh, disconcerting. Yeah. It's <laughs> <laughs> the appropriate reaction. I read something about how they still have, like, all of the evidence that they've seized from Epstein's estate can still be used to, to have, like, further investigations. So I, f I still feel like Dirsch is fucked. Good. I hope so. Yeah, I mean, here's open. Yeah, at least Dirsch. Clinton's not going to jail. Yeah, exactly. I say it's such a shame, though, because I really wanted to read at least four or five more glowing New York Times interviews with Dirsch and Martha's Vineyard. <laughs> <laughs> I, I suspect that this will mostly wrap things up other than like you knock off one or two people and the larger web is left alone. Yeah, that's likely. I wonder if they're going to make like a new pedophile guy. Epstein <laughs> <laughs> was like their guy. Like you think they're going <clears> to <throat> spread it out more or like is there like there's there's this like, you know, 20 year old pedophile that's been like, you know, training for this moment. And as soon as Epstein died, you just like... <laughs> Actually, you, you're wrong, and I'm sorry, Liv, that you suffer from a lack of imagination on this issue, but she is the new... Oh! <laughs> <laughs> meet, meet the new uh, queer woman pedophile on Wall Street. <laughs> look, look who's queering pedophile sex rings. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Uh, honestly, that wouldn't surprise me. If anything, the last five years have convinced me that absolutely anyone is willing to sell out for a big enough pot of money. 
the grift is real in America. Yeah. I mean, so do you find the, the whole Ep, like the whole weird thing with where Epstein got his money to begin with kind of interesting? Yeah. Fuck, you guys are really going deep on this, huh? No, keep, keep going. We just realized, like, this is a journey you take alone. I'm, I'm, in this, I'm Gandalf. I'm off screen. No one knows what the fuck I'm doing. I'll come back at, at a good time, but you guys just fucking figure it out for now. I got no, no pedophilia. Go no, I got no pedophilia riffs for you. And it sounds like John's, John's got a lot of red twine that he's got to connect before he's done. He's still. So go ahead, John. Can we just do socialism? Just like, why not? <laughs> <laughs> it's a question for you, since you brought that up. I'll move along. Uh, do you have a tendency? Do you care? Is this the thing you're like really into? For, for a while, I was an anarchist. I like started kind of being radicalized. I really just like started, I think, through communist memes when I was about like 16. And like, <laughs> nice. yeah, you got to love it. <laughs> and like anarchism was like, because you like anarchism because it's edgy. You know, those people who, like, they have the same idea of anarchism that conservatives have, but they're like, yeah, that's sick. That was kind of where <laughs> I was. But yeah, and then, like, I started reading Marx, and I was like, hey, this guy's pretty tight. <laughs> I've been generally, like, I, I, I like to think I'm, like, a, a radical centrist in terms of, like, the authoritarian libertarian axis. Okay. It's like, like, I'm not sure which one's right. Maybe, like, a combination of such. It's funny to watch, you know, anarchists... And ML's fight on Twitter, but I don't want to participate in it. <laughs> Fair. Yeah. On the same page there. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I'm also not going to read the theory to like have the debate about which specific way seems to work better. That's valid. Like, whatever. You guys both seem like you have cool ideas. Uh, and, you know, I'm happy to have that debate once we get past the first five steps that seem nearly impossible. Yeah, exactly. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, like the planet is on fire. Like, yeah. maybe the like role playing that you're in, like, 1930s ukraine as like nestor Machno is like <laughs> not useful i know we want to build this uh huge facility but the first thing i want to know is what color are we painting it like who gives a fuck <laughs> yeah maybe let's break yeah. ground first yeah that's awesome though i didn't i i have never met anybody who's been radicalized via memes so mm. it's it's starting to be a thing like particularly the is zoomer it? generation well that's not even true brett brett you met Muhammad Ada, remember? It <laughs> <laughs> took me a second. <laughs> you think it's happening more with Zoomers now too? Oh, definitely. Yeah. Like my all my high school friends radicalized relatively late, but a lot of them like kind of came around to it, and a lot of it is just like left people being cool online. Definitely has like a real effect. Damn. Yeah. Hell yeah. The problem is, is that like the Jordan Petersons, etc., also have an effect. So it's mm -hmm. like a, like radicalization in both directions, essentially. I mean, that just you know more reason to be posting ever more memes. Exactly. That's what I'm hearing here. Always be posting. <laughs> you're, what you're telling me is the meme wars are real, and everybody needs to double down. Yeah, posting is warfare. Um, if you're not, if you're not posting, you're not a leftist. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Basically. <laughs> Uh, and if you're not remotely funny, then you're not helping. <laughs> Retweet other funny memes. Yeah. yeah. Make a meme aggregate <laughs> account. It's hard to track them all. That's true. That's a sad existence, though. Like, making money off of just posting other people's memes. That's what most of these big, like, uh, comedy Instagram accounts do. Mm-hmm, yeah. 
honestly almost all of them that i've seen it's just them reposting other people's stuff and then they get dragged for it and they're like oh no i'm so sorry how could this have happened (laughs) yeah can't believe i stole content anyways buy my board game (laughs) (laughs) then then you wake up one day and you're the dog rates guy (laughs) oh god (laughs) he got lost in the sauce basically the the dog rates guy he like he he was wasn't he like he was changing the names of dogs to make them sound white yes because white white dog names get more interactions yep yep that's why yeah that was that was fun when the 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 person who runs dog rates had to be like listen i'm not racist but (laughs) (laughs) yeah when dog rates had a breakdown yeah (laughs) what's sad is that's probably absolutely correct and optimized like i can i can absolutely see people i know like sitting like you know family members or whatever sitting there going like oh i want to share this dog oh it says mohammed's been a good boy today well i don't want people to think i approve of mohammed type stuff so i'll just leave it be i'm sure that happens all the time it's the same way where if we were a well-optimized podcast we would always say slurs and we'd be super white nationalists but you know we we (laughs) sacrifice everybody sacrifices yikes (laughs) going in hard on someone i (laughs) <laughs> once i figure it out i'll let you know <laughs> could have become podcast millionaires if you just like said the n-word enough times but you took the fall if the right-wing grift has convinced me of anything it's that it's very easy to take their money if you oh, want to yeah. do that especially if you're a white dude Oh, um, they love their tokens, but they're only willing to have like one at a time. But yeah, yeah. anyone remotely youngish white dude who wants to say horrific slurs with and just straight face support fascist shit. Oh, they're all about that. Mm. Yeah, I don't know. They don't have like a white trans woman. Maybe I could make that trans. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, mm, I, I have a feeling that might be a bridge too far for most of them. They're allowed <laughs> yeah. like they'll accept like at least three musical acts that all just wear MAGA hats and sing really shitty karaoke, but mm, that might be a bridge too yeah, far. Yeah, yeah. Diamond and Silk was the furthest. <laughs> I bet you could get a job with Quillette. Oh, yeah, yeah. They, they <laughs> yeah. like to position themselves right as that, like, we're like, oh, we're, we're woke intellectuals who are just happen to be conservatives that say good things about fashion. Let the <laughs> invisible hand of the market decide which races will survive. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's pop into... Uh, okay, so first off, there was those two mass shootings last weekend. The Dayton shooter, uh, it's oh, come out, God. like was a leftist online, but had, there's no real connection politically to the shooting. But the big story was uh, the shooter murdered his sibling, and the sibling uh, has been misgendered and deadnamed mm-hmm. since then. His sibling was a transgender man who went by Jordan, and used he, him pronouns. Uh, and it's it it creates a lot of interesting questions for the media as far as like how do they cover this shit? But I'm not surprised that they went yeah yeah we're not even gonna bother. There seems to be some nuance or some complications or some complexity to this. Like fuck that, mm-hmm. not gonna touch us at all. But that was yeah that was one of the interesting things that come out of that. Besides the whole weird leftist shit, I was finding out that like they just glossed right over that and started misgendering and deadnaming this dude. Yeah, just... I mean, I mean it seems to be pretty easy to me. You just say. Uh, uh, killed killed his brother and a, a friend in a car as well, and uh, and then just if you then just mention that he was he was trans, like that seems pretty easy to me. Is to if you're trying to go at finding a 
uh, like a reason for why this dude had so many problems with fucking women mm-hmm. and all, everything else. Yeah, because I know initially um, he wasn't out to anyone except close friends. So like his family didn't even know. Mm-hmm. So the the initial reporting it like makes sense. You know that you wouldn't right, like just okay. assume someone. But then but then uh, his close friend came out and said that. And then like I think there was a few articles that made that news, but like very little retractions in previous articles yep. exist. So still being, you know, dead name is gendered, et cetera, which like, Ugh. yeah. Yeah, that's that's a bit tougher. I didn't I didn't know he wasn't like a fully. Well, part of that um, is uh, there was a really one of his friends from high school had a really depressing quote about this um, where they grew up. Where he's saying coming out in Bellbrook mean meant that you were probably one of less than maybe five that were openly out in Bellbrook. And that's being generous. That was the thing. If you were out, you were usually getting a lot of flack from students and nearly no protection from teachers. It's a very common small town queer experience. And I can think a lot of people want to forget that as much as they can. Mm. Right. So like the not coming yeah. out is, is an intentional defense mechanism right. at a yeah. certain point. Yeah. No, it's, it's fucking, it's a ugh, terrible situation. Even worse situation than it was before, basically. Exactly. Yeah. So I don't have anything uplifting on that. I just thought that was depressing and important and i wish they would have it's so easy to issue retraction and be like hey here's what the actual facts are mm-hmm. now that they've been updated but they do this every time that there's a new shooting they whatever is the first reported thing regardless of how uh, factually incorrect it is like there's this rush to be like we need to name the killer give them some sort of uh, motive and then never ever change that regardless of what comes in and so they'll, they've consistently gotten the wrong fucking people and try to claim that they were a serial killer mm-hmm. or they're a mass murderer. That's happened almost every shooting. Uh, the dude in El Paso who like wrote a white nationalist manifesto was on 8chan, which is like white nationalist central, talking about it, explicitly drove to El Paso to shoot Hispanic people. And then I think it was this week after being uh, very peacefully arrested by the cops which of course that that's a thing the white guy who shot up everybody he he gets arrested fine nobody shoots him um he then this week was talking to cops he was like no yeah i was explicitly trying to murder mexicans (laughs) so we still got nothing about like oh this dude's a full-on white nationalist like maybe let's revisit this conversation so so it was call of duty is what you're saying that's what (laughs) that's what did it the the he played too much call of duty and uh in Fortnite. that's the problem so the video game thing was insane, of course, to say like, hey, people are being radicalized by video games was ridiculous to me. But I, I do think it's an interesting conversation because uh, the ADL did a study that came out like, I want to say like two or three weeks ago now. And Kotaku had a whole article about it um, talking about how basically everyone who games on the Internet gets harassed. And it was something like 74 percent of everyone they interviewed who has ever gamed online was like, yeah, no, I've been harassed at some point. Like, oh, absolutely. Yeah, I'm I'm honestly surprised it's like, I mean, if it's 74%, then that's 25% have never like turned their speakers on or something. Yeah, yeah they I, I was digging through it late, uh, after I saw that. And it was something like 15% were very clearly the ones doing the harassment. Uh, there was another 5% who were like, I've both been harassed and harassed people. They were like, yeah, no, I do that too. Like, <laughs> <laughs> oh, you got it a little bit. Otherwise, everyone gets soft, you know? <laughs> I have a little bit of horseplay. What are we doing? Come on. Uh, those are just, those are the most honest people ever interviewed for a fucking. <laughs> uh, and then it was like five percent who just didn't understand the fucking question. So you know the usual. Um, 
but the breakdown even underneath that was insane it was like 65 percent said they had severe harassment including physical threats stalking sustained as in like you go to a different game and somebody keeps following you um about 30 percent said they've been fucking doxxed as a result of a game really? somebody went out of their way like a third of people play online piss somebody off so much that people go out of their way to find who the fuck they are and where they live that's insane and then uh the other one was of course if you are if you are an identifiable uh woman or minority uh on the internet you get a shitload of harassment so basically uh uh they they asked like lgbtq people um were you harassed because of sexual orientation and a third of them were like yeah of course 100 mm percent. -hmm. yeah um mm -hmm. And the, the most harassed group, unsurprisingly, because you can tell from their voice, were women. Yeah, of course. Oh, yeah. yeah. The list of the top harassing games, uh, Dota 2, Counter-Strike, Overwatch, oh, yeah. PUBG. Absolutely. Those are the three yeah. games I play to relax. <laughs> <laughs> League of Legends was the other one. Okay. And the top game was Dota 2. And it was that was the top game that people said, like, I stopped playing because I can't deal with the harassment anymore. <laughs> Yeah, look, you can't take the heat. Don't fucking play a popular online game designed for everyone's enjoyment. Fuck you. <laughs> Flip side, that the positive is uh, 80% said that they had a positive social interaction in World of Warcraft, Minecraft, and NBA 2K. Fuck yeah, NBA 2K. Yeah, those are all chill yep, games. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and League oh. of Legends, by the way, like the number of people who had a positive interaction was like 35%. I'm surprised it's that high. I mean, I know. I'm not too surprised that like those are more a bit more laid back games. Friendly so. in general and social. Yeah. Oh, I wouldn't say that. <laughs> well, I mean, Final Fantasy 14 is extremely friendly, just on a general yeah. community level. That's just who plays that game, right? Because if you're like, "Fuck you, yeah. suck my dick," you probably don't want to play a game with cat girls and lala fells who are like little dwarf creatures. <laughs> probably don't want to ride a chocobo if you're just like pounding uh stacker twos and and what is it white claw white claw yeah. yeah i mean i do think part of it is the systems that the game creates either encourages or discourages it um by by being passive about it like i think a lot of mmos are have actively created systems that are like we want you to socialize positively and it's not always going to be great like my actual my little brother was telling me this week with world of warcraft he's trying to find a guild to join but there, his options are limited to two because all the rest of them are either full on ch chuds or they're uh, QAnon conspiracy theorists. <laughs> Very cool. Very cool. I'm not even joking. He was like, he was like, yeah, I joined one. They seemed really chill. I hopped in their Discord, and they had a whole channel for conspiracy theories, and nobody was joking. But Brett, there's that. I mean, that happens on the left too. Like, I remember when I was raiding pretty seriously in Final Fantasy 14. There was only one or two guilds I could even look at. Well, they're called FCs, you know, free companies. There's only a couple free companies I could look at because most of them uh, are on Jeffrey Epstein's flight log. And I just didn't want to mess with that, <laughs> even though they do have really good performance on some of the extreme rates. <laughs> That's just a Final Fantasy 14 thing, though. So every game has their problems. Uh, Liv, do you game? I do game. I stopped. I kind of stopped because of university, but mm -hmm. I definitely I played a shit ton of League of Legends and it's like, particularly the, and I'm not surprised it's Dota as well. They're like, it's competitive 5v5. So you have like, you're one fifth of your team, but you care so desperately about your rating. So, you know, it, it takes like a single person feeding 
And then it's just like... Or not even trying to feed, just like having an off game. Yeah, yeah. Being outplayed by the person across you in the lane, because that's going to happen half of the time. Yeah. That does take me back. Like when I... I play. I started playing EverQuest in college. Hell yeah, bro! And uh, Valenzek represent. <laughs> what server were you on? <laughs> uh, Brel Sorellis. Oh shit! Another PvP pimp. That's the only way to that, play that game. No, no, it was, that that was PVE. It was super, super, super wussy. And suck I suck my up... dick, Blueby idiot. <laughs> Soft unicorn dipshit. <laughs> I'm gonna take your Stein Amogog right. and your bag. Fuck you. <laughs> Liv, you play Hearts of Iron, right? I see you do, I do. memes about it at least. Yes, oh, yeah, okay. I play shit in Hearts of Iron. I forgot. It's a good game. It's Hell a good yeah. game. I want to play. If anyone listening wants to play, hit me up. Oh yes, I've never played multiplayer. Yeah, we want to do like a, we want to do a big leftist one. Oh okay. And just like everybody pick a country and try to make communism happen, and let's see how big of a clusterfuck we can make. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say, I feel like it'd be hard to have like a, a historical uh, leftist Hearts of Iron thing. Because it's like, who wants to play Hitler? <laughs> Nick Mullen. <laughs> Mood. Yeah, that'd be incredible. I was going to say, one of the other weird things I have recently discovered from doing the Twitch streaming stuff uh, when it comes to harassment is if you put your streaming name while you're playing because it like generates some views and occasionally people will follow you and actually like watch... It also means if someone gets pissed with you, they pop up in your stream or they just start belittling you like your actual how you look uh, or the number of viewers you have. So that's been a fun, fun one as well. I'm like, oh, that's cool. Oh, it's really so tough to be a white man online. (laughs) (laughs) People critique my appearance. It makes me feel bad. Uh, no, I just said that it's a uh, it's a new avenue for online harassment that I wasn't aware existed. Well, you were also playing Dead by Daylight, which is like one of the worst communities on the internet. I don't know; it doesn't make the list. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's just because it's not a big enough game. That's true. Yeah, I guess a community built around like literally murdering people, you know, as a serial killer is probably wouldn't be pretty toxic. Well, it's actually the opposite way around. The survivors are toxic because. The game's about escaping getting killed, right? Mm-hmm. So me and Brett have both experienced this. It doesn't matter how you kill them, when you kill them, where you kill them, and what order. It doesn't matter what you do as a killer. The survivors are like, well, you just ruined my gameplay experience. Like, th- their lived experience is like getting headshot across the map in Counter-Strike. Like, <laughs> I was just trying to go repair a generator, and now you fucking killed me. Like, you're a fucking ass. And then you killed the other guy when I, I tried to save him, and then you killed you. Fuck you. You're an asshole. That's every single game. Every time Don't it ends <laughs> as killer, it's just, like, four people going, like, suck my dick. I hope you die. <laughs> every single game. That's structurally built into it, though, because they just ran yeah. away from me hunting them and trying to deprive them of XP for, like, the last 25 minutes. When they finally get to say something to me, it's not friendly. It's not, oh, great. Wow, way to waste my time. <laughs> Good move, sir. They should make like a horror movie based on that model of just like the survivors like being incredibly pissed off at the killer. You just The killer's just like, I'm doing my best. <laughs> God, I'm trying. How dare you tunnel, Chad, you piece of shit. <laughs> oh, that would make for a good horror movie. I'd watch that. No, it's just interesting to me to hear the uh, the take on video games is that like they're turning people into white nationalists. It's like, no, well, 
I mean, there's definitely recruiting going on in a lot of these games for that shit. But it's really the white nationalists love video games. They're mm-hmm. all on them. Like I, it's it's. I think it's sort of a reverse thing. It's like they're all on the internet playing video games, which is why you get things like Gamergate and shit like that, that resonates with all of them because they're fucking white nationalists to begin with. They're white nationalists sympathizing, right? So it's not surprising right. that these people played video games because like that's what that community does. At this point, almost everybody plays video games, but especially if you're an angry white dude who wants to scream slurs, video games is like your fucking place to be. That or the Republican Party, huh? Bill, or hire me! (laughs) (laughs) We can move to... Bernie went on Joe Rogan. Oh, that that was kind of cool. That was actually awesome. Did you guys listen to that? A a little bit. No, I'm, I'm really glad he did it, and it's worked really well, and hopefully this will get a whole bunch of other leftists on rogan and hopefully put put jake flores on rogan do it yeah Cowards. exactly <laughs> Cowards, you won't do it. <laughs> did, did you listen to it Liv? i pro- i listened to a bit of it and then it's like oh i know where this is going this is just like like i can i can riff on this and make twitter jokes without having to watch it like it's 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 like the, <laughs> it's <laughs> it's exactly what you think it is like which is it's good because Joe is like the most honest interviewer, just because he's like he's just because he has like the brain of a golden retriever. Yeah. Like <laughs> he like he's unable to like have any like meaningful critical reasoning. So he gives you like <laughs> you give he gives you like a, a fair shot, but it's just like he has like Nazis on. Right. Yeah. So the when he has gold when you have golden retriever brain and you you interview Nazis, it's very bad. But like when you inf- in- interview like Joe Rogan or Joe Rogan, uh, Bernie Sanders, it's a lot better. Yeah, he's a completely empty vessel. He really is yeah. like, it doesn't matter what they're saying, he's impressed. Like if they just had an egg exactly. carton and 13 eggs and were like, now look, Joe, <laughs> each egg is a race. <laughs> he would just be standing there like, whoa, oh man, that's, that's crazy. I know that. <laughs> uh, he, he immediately went from that to some interview where he uh, was like, calling a trans woman a man or something like that like immediately being a dick uh, about yeah right and everybody was like this is why you shouldn't celebrate him like no one was fucking celebrating joe rogan i don't know all the dudes at my muay thai gym are pretty into him (laughs) 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 Uh, well there's this whole conversation where people try to be like well bernie went on so let me say good things about joe rogan like you don't need to do that we just say what it is he's an empty vessel bernie's going out and making the case wherever the fuck he can and trying to steal people back and like i'm cool with that he has yeah, an I actual mean, Bert- clear ideology, and he's got, like, moral clarity on what he wants to talk about, for the most part. And he admitted to smoking weed, which that was cool. Yeah, Bernie got a better shake on Joe Rogan than he does from, like, either MSNBC or CNN, yeah. so fuck him. I, honestly, true. Between Fox News and Joe Rogan, he's probably gotten more neutral coverage than he did from, like, MSNBC and CNN so far. The Democrats hate him more than like literally anyone else they like his well, they definitely threat... hate him more than white nationalists <laughs> oh, <for sure. laughs> like the thought of moving slightly to the left is so terrifying to them <laughs> that, like... there's no such thing they're the best people in the world their choices are moral if you say it's possible to be more left you're being juvenile <laughs> <laughs> exactly plus even uh, like i i appreciate him doing that on nominally like right-wing spaces or people who have 
um, popularity in right-wing spaces because it's the fuck the rich and fuck bankers uh, and Wall Street is a message that resonates regardless of what political side you're on <laughs> to everybody who's not a person in power, right? So like I always love when he goes and does that and explains it like, here's why you get fucked with healthcare. And it's like, yeah, those are all like objective truths that anybody listening for 10 minutes would be like. Yeah, you just like, you introduce people to their material reality. Exactly. Like, this is your interest. And then like, it's very hard for a majority of them to not, like when they're properly introduced to it, to like, it's very hard for them to not at least understand the the merit there. You could also make the argument that um, the Republicans and Fox News uh, one of the things they have done really effectively is to destroy any notion that the country is functioning well, which is the first step to getting them to buy into any sort of a, like leftist ideology. Mm. So going to them, like they're already on the page that things blow and you are explaining who the real villain is instead of pointing out that like, oh, no, it's actually minorities, not the people in charge with power. They're not the ones benefiting. Right. So like I, there's an argument to be made that like they're further along the path to being uh, pulled left than a fucking rich lib is who's making 150k in a city and has grown up wealthy their whole life. You know what I mean? Like one of those is a much harder pool. Uh, they've donated to both Pete Buttigieg and Elizabeth Warren. How dare you, sir? <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I enjoyed Nate Silver doing the like cross comparison of who don donates to whom. And there's a lot of like, there's a lot of people who donate to both or donate to multiple. Uh, Bernie supporters only really donate to Bernie and a little bit to Elizabeth Warren. And it's like, no. yeah. They're the only ones who with a clear understanding of who fucking supports their material interests. Like, that's what you're telling me. Yeah, yeah I didn't really understand that chart, but neither did Nate Silver, so fuck it. Yeah. <laughs> More like Neat Silver. Sorry. Damn, Japanese. <laughs> <It's really> <laughs> <laughs> N-E-E-T. For however as dumb Nate Silver is, like, he's just just an incredibly stupid pundit it's really funny how he's still one of the smarter ones like it's just no matter how how dumb he gets like damning to damning anyone, with faint praise yeah i know like compare him to anyone uh, <laughs> at this point oh. i don't think that's accurate maybe like two years His ago brain has melted not anymore look I, yeah you know there's plenty you, of like old hippies you see at like fish concerts and you're like what's your deal and they're like i used to be a mathematician fucking california and then their brain melted. That's sort of what's happening to Nate Silver, but just through punditry and not good grooves and cool times. <laughs> I mean, I'm just saying. I know which one if I you, If you gave him a column in the New York Times opinions, opinions page, oh, be so he'd bad. still be better than anyone else on it. Uh, no, no, because the current ones are at least like openly laughable. Nate Silver would yeah. be better at faking credibility towards climate denial or whatever the fuck he'd end up doing. The climate scientists have a lot of evidence, but they can't answer these two or three statistical anomalies. So uh, it seems like both sides have good points. Fuck yeah, you, I Nate. like unpolished ghouls. <laughs> <laughs> I, honestly, I agree. It's one of the good, quote unquote, good things about the Trump administration is they've stopped pretending so that now it's a little bit easier to point out what is actually happening. It's uh, it's like they say, give me a Roy Moore any day, and the <laughs> the day in this quotation is Jeffrey Epstein. Yes, <laughs> not said was a sixteen year old girl. She did not say that. Oh, fuck. that's true. That is true. <laughs> I mean, to, j just think about this. 
You're getting on. The, you're on that. Why plane, do you you're keep on asking that me to think about no, being no. on the Lolita <laughs> Express, John? No, we are stopping I'm not at the going to. Joke and moving All right. on. <laughs> All right. F thirty five. Every John keeps out. trying to backdoor ways of making us imagine ourselves on Little Saint James Island. Like the other day, <laughs> the other day we were watching Sherlock together, and he's like, "Yeah, it's a memory trick. It's called like the Mind Palace." And I was like, "Oh, cool!" And he explained how you did it. And when he was describing his Mind Palace, it was just again the interior of the Lolita Express, according to the court documents. <laughs> I thought it was a weird choice, but I didn't know that much about you know memory tricks. <laughs> awesome. oh fuck <laughs> alright F-35s another, another great news article about how useless these fucking planes are um, so they have 23 in a test fleet they're still testing them it's been like a decade um, and which uh, so they have 23 in the test fleet have achieved quote unquote full mission capable rate of uh, 8.7% so that means two two F-35s in the entire country are actually ready to be tested, not flown, not actually do missions, tested. And that, that 8.7% is an improvement over the earlier rate, which was just 4%. So <laughs> one plane. Well, listen, we doubled up. We're at two planes now. <laughs> uh, and they had, uh, since December, their, their average uh, mission readiness rate is 11%. So like two and a half planes at any given time. Of the each one of these costs like a billion dollars as well, maybe more than that at this point. It's well, actually the whole ready. project is is in the multi trillions of dollars at this oh, yeah. point. It's just like the most fucking absurd thing, and and all the parts are sourced from every state to make sure that it never gets killed. <laughs> ne yeah, at least like you know when the revolution starts or whatever, and like it starts raining, we won't have to deal with like yeah. <laughs> air support. But like. It was it was probably a decade ago when they were because originally these planes were supposed to be able to do vertical takeoff. Yep. Like a helicopter. They still are. They still are. But well, I mean, yeah, but like they ran into the problem of uh when they tried to do that, it would just melt and completely destroy whatever it was trying to take <laughs> off from. Kind of a problem when you're when your plan is to launch these off aircraft carriers. <laughs> you see you know why the vertical takeoff is a thing? Because fucking Marines. Yep, because of Marines. Every time it comes up, it's because the Marines specifically have a hard-on for it because they think it's so fucking cool to have vertical takeoff. So they demand a plane that does vertical takeoff. And every time one is created, it crashes fucking constantly. <laughs> Which is the most Marine shit ever. Like, at this point, if you told me the Marines were just trying to throw money away, like, that's more believable than them being like, nah, bro, it's so fucking cool if we get vertical takeoff. Nah, check this shit out. Check this shit out, Ayatollah Khomeini. Hold on. Okay, do the, do the, show them the fucking thing. Check it out. <laughs> check it out. Oh, no, give it a second. It'll fucking... No, hit the... Start it! You gotta get it started. <laughs> no, check this. Ayatollah suck my dick. USA. Here we go. It's go. Look. Yeah, it's slow, but it's going. Look. <laughs> but that that addition to the F thirty five fucked it up a ton. You're right. But that was purely Marines. How how a sub branch awesome. of another branch was able to be like, nah, fuck y'all. This entire program needs to design a plane capable of doing this one thing we think is cool. I love all the engineers and, that at the time and still were just like, well, this kills the aerodynamics of it. This would be a real shit fighter. <laughs> this we've created essentially something worse than the Tomcat, <laughs> which we made like seven hundred years ago. So good job, everyone. I guess. 
another bit of evidence towards this being a shit piece of material is uh they're already selling a bunch of them to poland which (laughs) poland normally gets the direct-to-video stuff so for them to be getting first run like america doesn't have all theirs yet and poland's getting like 15 of them uh, something is up most of the countries, so this was originally supposed to be like a joint NATO thing, and most of the countries backed out over the 30 fucking years it's been of de- in development. And they've been like, nah, which is why the price keeps not going Poland, up. Though. Not only have there been not delays. Poland. But not you Poland. know what? If I learned anything from the cat and remembrance service, it's that Poland is susceptible to dodgy planes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, rest in peace, though, the, obviously the prime minister and his family. Uh, one of the other fun things about this plane is so they designed the F-35 to do everything right. Um, and the reasoning for why we need it was because everybody else, we no longer have air superiority because we keep selling the planes that we have to other countries. So they go, hey, F-15 is no longer dominant because everybody else has them. That's like, a really good have- sales well, I mean, pitch. we sold it to everybody. What a good system <laughs> for the aerospace industry. Yeah, it's genius that, they, that they're allowed to keep doing this. And I'm, I assume if these ever get off the ground, they won't. Uh, they'll do it again. But I just, it, it's a self-sustaining process. They found like a, a way to do an arms race without yeah, any with actual themselves. combat. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yep. Hey, listen, once Russia collapsed, we had to find some way to keep the money flowing. Oh, yeah. Speaking yeah. of Russian arms race, uh, apparent, apparently yeah. the, the, what happened, an isotope power source for a liquid-fueled rocket engine just radiated the town some some nuclear rocket engine the russians were testing exploded killed five people made a massive radiation spike in arkhangelsk region of northern russia um but at first they were trying to deny it they were like nothing's going on there was just a re- weird radiation spike we know what you're talking about and i was like yeah but you also quarantined everybody who came out of there and you're testing them and they were like okay yeah we were testing a nuclear <laughs> rocket um <laughs> Remember when the Russians said they were going to remake the uh, Chernobyl series? This was it. (laughs) 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 Fucking do it. Kept that fucking promise, baby. Yeah. (laughs) If it's anything like the Russian Trotsky series, like, I'm fucking in. Because they really (laughs) go for it in those. (laughs) I'd watch it. Uh, Yeah, so they had another nuclear accident. And uh, at first, people thought it was possibly a, uh, they were doing a nuclear rocket engine for space travel, but now it seems like it's just a nuclear power cruise missile that they yeah, were testing. Yeah, just for destroying us. So. Yeah, just for blowing up other people. Yeah. Did, didn't work out quite that well this time, but cool, cool arms race stuff. That is pretty cool. <laughs> um, well, thanks, everyone. Thank you. So this is Brett, everyone on the board. We had John at Kelly underscore TFF, Rob at Dumb and Awful, and our guest today was Liv at Livy Fannin. Thank you, Liv. Thanks. And I am looking forward to the second part of your uh, two-part Epstein podcast connected to uh, philosophy. Yes, yes. I, honestly, I'm just impressed. Like, I don't know anything about Foucault, so this is the most I'm ever going to learn about him. Okay, fair. So I appreciate it. I'm glad. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I'm not going to fucking read him. Like, we're past the point where this is a joke. I will not read Foucault. It's not going to happen. That's fair, honestly. I kind of regret, like, I'm already so deep into the rabbit hole that I can't get out. <laughs> but, like, if I if I could tell me two years ago, like, just don't, don't with Foucault. Yeah, that's what people who get into anime tell me, too. So. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Once you get too deep, you're just stuck. There's no getting out. It's just, <laughs> you just got to make memes and, and write it out. Yeah. <laughs>
<laughs> All right, thanks everyone.